Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Scott, and this is episode 710 of the Juicebox podcast. This episode was not planned, so I'm squeezing it in on a day where you don't usually get an episode. What you're about to hear is a quick little 30-minute conversation with a lady named Joanne Milo. Now, you may know Joanne and you may not, but Joanne founded the Facebook group called Loop and Learn, as well as being a longtime Type 1 and a longtime Type 1 advocate. Joanne is here to talk about a notice that's been posted by the FDA, and it is open right now for public commenting. Actually, it's open until the 7th of July, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's the last chance you have to make your voice heard. In short, this is about removing CGMs from this document so that people living with diabetes don't lose access to their data. Joanne's going to spend a little bit of time explaining why she thinks this is so important. I'm going to tell you at the outset that I believe it's very important that I'm adding my name to the document and giving my reasons. If after listening to this quick conversation, you still need help putting into words why it's important for you, Joanne has written a sample letter that will be in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. But I'm quite certain that after the conversation, you'll be able to form your own thoughts and opinions. If you'd like to share those opinions with the FDA, there's also a link in the show notes, a link at juiceboxpodcast.com, and a link at the private and public Facebook pages where you can do that. There is no time. This needs to be done in the next couple of days. So if you are so moved, please get it completed before the 7th of July, 11.59 p.m. Eastern. This will be in my post online, but they are Joanne's words. She says, we want the FDA to listen to us. If our access to our CGM data is blocked, innovation dies. I hope you're able to take the next 30 minutes to listen to the conversation that Joanne and I had to really absorb what we're talking about and hopefully make your voice heard. The call to action here is to get the FDA to not consider CGMs as part of this language. Is that is that correct? That's correct. They, they seem to be, first of all, can you hear me okay? I'm using a headset now. You sound terrific. The issue is, and they're clouding it under cybersecurity, that, that the CGM companies uh, do not have to release our access to our data real time on our own devices, but they can sell it to third parties. They can license it. And it's our data. And they don't have a right to block us, and I have the the laws that say that they can't. Um, it's been enacted. It's it's called the 21st Century Cures Act. They can't do what they're doing, but if they don't hear from us, they can do anything they want. How much of this do you think is just the FDA not knowing what they're doing and just throwing in every device that somebody could think of in a meeting to a pot and saying, well, this stuff seems like it fits under this heading? I. Uh, I think there's a tiny bit of that. I think they don't feel very comfortable in what they're doing, but they're also listening to the CGM manufacturers. We've had meetings. Um, we have a small working group and we've met with the director of uh, diabetes devices with the FDA. We've met with two or three times with Dexcom, uh, Jake Leach and Andy Bailo. Um and we've asked both of them, will you be restricting access to our data on the G7? Dexcom just won't answer that. 
Okay. And it would be so easy to say, no, we will not block your access, but they don't say that. And the FDA says, we're not planning any legislation, which doesn't say they're not going to do this. And to say that it's cybersecurity is really not the issue. It's our data. It's our diabetes. It's our lives. And if you cut off our access, you also cut off innovation. Um, the, the DIY community is what pushes development of new products. And if, if we don't tell them what we need and we don't go ahead and say, this is what it is, there's very little um, effort that they're going to make because it just costs them more money on development. We do a lot of the upfront work and they need to listen and appreciate. Um, I, I've heard Dr. Trang Lai say that she does appreciate this community. We just need to make sure the access continues. And while the FDA says they listen to the community, uh, we haven't been saying very much very loud. Right. Now we need to. So let's give people some context because it's easy to say if this happens, loop won't work anymore. But you know, I point out all the time, I mean, how many times has Loop been downloaded, right? It's, I mean, it's amazing, but what are we talking about? 20,000 times, something like that? Uh, yes, um, in terms of the actual end users. Right. Um, yeah, it's much less in the DIY community. Um, and with more options with commercial systems, it probably will be less over time. Um, but also when you use a commercial system, you are also giving them access to your data and their partners. You know, the, the terms and conditions that we all just check off, what that says is they have free reign to use their use the, our, our information, our data with their partners, whoever their partners choose to be. What if they're an insurance agency? What, who do, we don't know where it goes. Right. We can't control that, but we can at least say, give us our data. Yeah. Joy, and I asked because I'm trying to put myself in the position of, I'm, I'm trying to say to myself, let's say I'm at the FDA and I get 100 or 200 or 500 letters from people after, you know, people hear this and they tell me, no, you can't do this. Here's why. And they give you a, a, a good solid reason. How hard is it going to be for me not understanding the world of diabetes completely to look up and say, well, how many people have type 1 diabetes? And, and what do we get, 500 letters? Because that's going to look like nothing. And and I, that's why I want to have the conversation with you. And, and while I, I'm happy to chime in about it. And so let me just say it for anybody that's listening. My daughter has had type 1 diabetes since she is 2. She is 18 in a month and on her way to college. We have been using a do-it-yourself algorithm called Loop for maybe three years now. In that time, my daughter has suffered minimal, if not any, dangerous lows, while her A1C has been better than most people walking around with a functioning pancreas. Her life is easier, it's better, it's healthier, in ways that I could go on for and about for an hour, in ways that people who don't understand diabetes don't even know exist. It helps her immensely. If you take her access away from that, you are going to raise her A1C, a point probably. You're going to make sure that her after meal spikes are now 200, not 140. You're going to make sure that she has more lows. You're going to take away flexibility. And I know there are retail systems and I've used them and I've seen them and they are terrific. 
And for the vast majority of people living with diabetes, they're going to be an amazing improvement. But that doesn't mean, just like Joanne said earlier, that we shouldn't be pushing the envelope and we shouldn't be changing um, and we shouldn't be changing how people work on these things. Diabetes innovation in the past and in the recent past has gone so slowly that it was almost non-existent. And then a small group of people pushed, right, with we're not waiting, and then it got faster. And that benefited companies that make CGM products. And now we have these retail systems, Omnipod 5, we have um, Medtronic's version, we have Tandem's version, and they're absolutely terrific. But there's going to be, to Joanne's point, no reason for them to try harder if nobody's pushing them. And they're not going to push each other, and the FDA is not going to push them. And what I'm going to tell you right now that sets Loop apart from every retail system I've seen so far is a user-defined target blood sugar and a more aggressive reaction to a rising blood sugar. Those are the two things that, in my heart, make Loop on another level. You take, Absolutely. Am I, Absolutely. You agree? Yes. All right. So so really think about what you're – if you're listening from the FDA right now or from these companies or anything, what you're doing is going to take and raise people's A1Cs. It just is. And I know you're doing a terrific job, but you got to keep doing that job. You got to go back to the FDA and say, hey, look, we made our algorithm. We targeted 112 and a half. We need to be able to make this thing a target of 80, 90, 100. We have to let people decide, which is really what we're talking about right now is, you know, this thing exists in the world. The companies didn't make it. The the government didn't make it, right? People made it. People got together. I mean, think of how amazing that is. People got together, wrote this algorithm, and it's amazing. Then they made it free. They didn't try to make money off of it, and they they keep it up. They they continue to make it better. It's really one of the more beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And now we're saying, well, we're going to restrict the data that comes from the CGM, and so this loop just won't work anymore. It'll it'll be functionless without that access. And I agree with you. I don't see how this is a cybersecurity issue. And even if it is, I'm using it on my own. It's do-it-yourself. I've decided. I bought a car. I put new wheels on it. That's on me. I put a new muffler on it. That's on me. It's nobody's fault. Ford didn't do it. I did it, right? And so if I want to take this risk for my daughter or if adults want to take this risk for their children, first of all, I'm going to tell you, it ain't much of a risk because that thing works beautifully. But but if I want to do that, that's got to be what America is, really. That's my decision, right? And so, it, I don't know. But talk more about it. I'll go on forever. Get me all upset already, <laughs> Joanne. We're 10 minutes into this. Okay. All right. Well, and also, it, it, it makes the FDA um, start to manage your own diabetes or your person with diabetes. I, I don't need their help. I, I, I don't want them as a partner in my medical care. Mm-hmm. Um, there are more studies on the DIY um, loop systems and open APS than exists on any of the commercial systems because we've been studied so much because there was so much suspicion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's way more data. We do well. We are efficient. We create better outcomes uh, with no downside, no damage, no worse than any other system because human beings run them. Yeah. Um, there are laws in place. Uh, the 21st Century Cures Act was enacted in 2016 to accelerate pro- uh, medical product development and bring in new innovations and advances to patients. If you purely rely on commercials, commercial systems going through the FDA and their process and their trials, 
what you get approved is four-year-old uh, technology because it's taken that long for them to bring it to market. Yeah. DIY is instantaneous. The pushes to updates are constant and immediate. We don't have to wait for the FDA. If there's a, something that needs to be fixed, gets fixed immediately. Mm -hmm. And there's no need to stop that. Um, there's also the individual rights under HIPAA access to health information. It's the individual's rights under HIPAA to health information that you cannot have your information restricted. Right. It's and a just law. It was, it was passed in 2020. And it doesn't matter if that means on paper or digitally in the form of, of live CGM data. It's your necessary medical information. I consider my CGM and blood glucose information absolutely essential, like a, a, a speedometer on a car. Mm -hmm. I got to know how fast I'm going, have, have uh, brakes and, and an accelerator. Well, I think you made a point there that I'd like to kind of tack on to, which is four or five years from now, the retail systems are going to work more like Loop does, but you lose a generation of people every time you take away options. So I'm going to tell you, I've interviewed a thousand people who have type one diabetes and you get stuck wherever you start. So wherever you're diagnosed is the world you live in. And if you diagnosed me 10 years ago, I start having outcomes based on the technology that exists then. I get diagnosed 20 years ago, I have outcomes based on that. If I get diagnosed today, I have outcomes based on this. This podcast is incredibly popular because people want to take control of their health. And I'm not, you know, I'm not over here saying something crazy. I'm just telling them, understand how insulin works. And one of the only ways to understand how insulin works is to watch it in real time. These CGMs have been, uh, they, they've moved us forward you know, at a light speed type pace, but you're eventually going to get back to where you are now. Like you're literally, you're here already. Like instead of slowing it down and giving, you know, companies time to catch up, why not just let things go at the pace they are? I, I think you're exactly right with what you said earlier. There's a small band of dedicated people who are out front blazing a trail, just like we did trying to go to the West Coast, you know, just like we did trying to go to the moon. We're out in front. These people are blazing the way. They're taking the risk. They're really, I mean, they're doing you a grand favor. Well, and that's also the, the struggle we have because the other mandate that the FDA has been given is to emphasize interoperability. So I can pick any CGM, I can pick any pump, uh, it's my choice in any algorithm. Mm -hmm. it, it's their mandate to do interoperability, and they they are not doing that. So it's all this development. And, and just real honestly, because you and I both know the folks in the, uh, the innovation of DIY, if we are blocked by the FDA and manufacturers, you know these people will somehow break into this. It will take a while. And why would you throw more obstacles in our path? Isn't diabetes enough of an obstacle? Yeah, you make a good point. Like, look look at what we're really talking about here, right? Like somebody sat down one day with a CGM and their insulin pump, and they said, these two things are not designed to talk to each other, but I'm going to make them talk to each other. And then they did. You're talking about brilliant people. These aren't five guys in the backyard trying to turn their lawnmower into a go-kart. You, you know what I mean? And, and, yes. and so, over, and use the case of beer at the end for the seat, I believe. But, <laughs> but, but the, these are brilliant people who love somebody who, who uses insulin or, or they use insulin themselves. They're trying to save their own lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so 
I mean, your point's just so valid. If you're the government and you think there's a real cybersecurity risk here, if you really think that somebody is going to get it in their mind to go into my daughter's CGM device and change her readings in a way that's going to hurt her, I mean, what are we talking about? How, how many times has that happened? Ever? You, you no. know, like, who's doing that? But even if it happened once, you're saving thousands, tens of thousands of people's health. And mm-hmm. and these people took the risk. They said, I'm going to take this risk. They mm-hmm. Whatever happens next is on them. It's about the most American thing I can think of. It's the least American thing I can think of is to step in and tell them, hey, you know what? You want to do better for yourself? You can't. We're going to stop you. We're going to save you from yourself. These people don't need to be saved. They've already done it. And they're making it better and better for more and more people. And they're sharing it. They're making it absolutely open and available. Uh, They need to stop treating us people with diabetes as bad guys. We're not bad guys. We're just trying to live better and live through this disease. Yeah. And the kids. We want the kids to have a better life. It can't be... It can't be emphasized enough that the the way that things are, listen, I'm all for things being safe. I don't want anybody taking a drug or using a device that isn't safe. And I understand that slow and steady proves out it, it, it probably is the way things are done. But at this point now, how old is Loop, right? Like it's been going on for a while now mm-hmm. and it's proving that moving at a, at a faster rate is not being done by giving up safety security or health. It's not like we're leaping for, it's not like they put out a version of this thing and 20 people are dead and they go, oh, well, you, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's incredibly safe. It's being validated over and over again. I, right. I, I love my daughter more than anything on this planet. And I, without blinking an eye, put her on this system because of, of, because of the validation that's gone through and because of the, the, the community that, that comes right out and says, look, here it is. This is what's happening. This is how it looks when I use this system. It's people being open and being honest. I, I trust what I'm seeing from people as much as I would trust anything. You, you know, um, I don't understand. Well, I, I want to understand, excuse me, what else this inspa- impacts beyond loop. Are there other things that this would stop from happening? Cause I'm trying to think, how do you get more people to write? Like, um, Third, like, I don't know, like something like Sugar Pixel, for example, that little like clock that that gentleman makes that, you know, vibrates your bed and wakes you up. John Fawcett makes an amazing machine that also has variable alarms because we do tend to get accustomed to the alarms and we don't hear them. Um, And so would that not work if this happened? It won't get live stream data. It will not. Uh, Loop Follow will not get live stream data. Night Scout will not get live stream data if they block it. Right. Now, a company like Sugarmate could because they have, they're in a business arrangement with Dexcom, for example. Correct. Right. They're, they're owned by Tandem. So I'm sure they're, they're grandfathered in to get, to be a partner. Right. But I'm not going to be able to call Dexcom up as Scott and say, hey, I'd like to be a, I'd like to be a partner here so I can get my data in real time. So you're going to have to be a, you're going to have to be part of a, you know, the people that they allow in. Now, we, now we've asked, we've asked Dexcom to give us a price. How much do I have to pay a year? If I pay $25 a year, can I have access? Can mm-hmm. you give me a key? No answer. Yeah, because that, that's what I was going to say is can't we just, my my wife brought this up while we were talking. She's like, why can't there, actually my son who doesn't have diabetes overheard the conversation. He goes, why can't you just like 
click a box or sign a waiver and say, cool, let me have it anyway. Um, I mean, listen, the easiest thing to do here, and I think the best thing to do here is nothing. If if you're going to tell me that something has to happen, then there still has to be a pathway around it. I mean, this is all computers, right? Like there's, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. if this, then that, like, so there's gotta be a checkbox where you can say, listen, whatever happens is on me. Click. I understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, we run the whole world that way. I I signed a mortgage in a PDF document. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty sure I can, I can tell people I'm, I'm excited to use, uh, you know, an algorithm on my own. Oh, I've asked, um, some of the, um, the, the new commercial closed loop systems, could I take a test and then you let me set my target range? Could I prove to you that I know what I'm doing and then you let me manage my diabetes a little better with your, I'll pay you for your machine? Not yet, because they say the FDA, the FDA says them, I don't know who it is. But but I've said it too, in many, many interviews, I talk about it this way. I say, if you look at something called uh, Adobe Elements, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a program you get on your computer. There's a tab at the top, beginner, intermediate. Uh, you know, you click, you decide. Like, and, mm-hmm. and every tab you click on gives you more functionality. Yep. It, because if you want, listen, if you want to kill loop right now, that's all you have to do is you just have to make the existing algorithms user-definable for target, and you have to make them user-definable for how aggressively they're going to um, try to stop a rising blood sugar. It's all I'm sure they all do it. Absolutely. And, and I, the FDA doesn't necessarily think, well, how do I qualify people to be capable to do their own settings? And quite honestly, why would I let a lot of the endocrinologists do the settings? Because that's not what they do. Mm. Yeah. They understand the big disease, but they don't understand the algorithms. They they are happy that the commercial systems are out because it's not their responsibility anymore. They don't know it, and which is fine. Right. But if we're willing to learn it, let us be. I want to reiterate because I don't want to be blase about this. I'm going to, by name, Omnipod 5, Control IQ, the thing that Medtronic has for the vast majority of people living with diabetes, they are, they're Mecca. They're the most amazing thing that has ever existed on the planet. There are going to be people who have been walking around with 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 A1Cs who are just suddenly, and it's going to seem magically, be having an A1C in the sixes. It's going to save years off their life and health problems. It should not be, it should not be foo-fooed. This is, it's an absolutely amazing thing. I, I think that every one of those companies deserves all the credit that comes along with this. Those systems are remarkable. And I always tell my groups, diabetes is really hard. It is nonstop. It's unrelenting. It's dangerous. It, and you're 24 hours away from dead. It is constant. Mm-hmm. And if you want to kick back and let it, someone, another device take over, how wonderful. Now, I'm considering the Omnipod 5 just to re- reduce the burden. Right. But then I go, I can't get the results. Why can't they let me do the results? Why? I, that's all I'm asking. Yeah, I could even foresee someone hearing me say that or you say that and go, well, hey, listen, the ADA says seven's the target. So <laughs> what are you worried about? And to that, I would respond. I would say, well, that's not up to you to decide. That's correct. Right, my body, know. my data, yeah, my life. It's it just, listen, for 20 years, this has been on the horizon. You know, data is not something we understood 20 years ago, how important it would be. 
It gets co-opted along the way. It keeps happening. It's going to keep happening. Like, someone has to say something. I don't know that anybody listening to this, like, listen, if you're hearing this and you think, I don't even use Loop, or I don't know what Sugar Pixel is, or I don't care, you do care. You'll care eventually. And, uh-huh. and we're just asking people to reach out to the FDA and explain to them that you need access to your data and it can't be, it can't be restricted. And, what and, I explained to one of, one of your members who said, well, I don't use that. All I use is share. Why does this affect me? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't. She's happy. She's doing well. That's wonderful. But we do live in a community. We are part of this world and we are part of the diabetes community, whether we like it or not. And if we want the next best thing that, that goes after share, she won't get that if there's no innovation. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I would take umbrage with what you said, it does impact them. They just don't know how and they can't see the pathway to it. Correct. It, it impacts them because at some point when my daughter, who's had diabetes since she's two, is 30 and doesn't have any of the side effects that may come with type 1 diabetes, even at a 7A1C, people will take notice. And mm-hmm. there'll be more and more innovation. And I'm telling you right now, it, it's every company is going to want they're going to want people to be able to say, I want my blood sugar to be this. I want it to be this. I want it to be this. They're going to mm-hmm. want it to happen safely, which of course should happen. But there's there's not going to be an end to this. But you can slow it down by removing by removing reasons why you would go faster with your innovation. Every time they go back to the FDA, it costs them money. It's not an easy process to go through the FDA. It's not a cheap process. It's not a quick process. Nobody's mm-hmm. excited to go through an FDA filing. They're just not. But if you put them in a position where they have to, well, then they have to. And if you put them in a position where they don't have to, then you're living in a world where my daughter was diagnosed and it took four years for a meter to come out that was slightly better than the meter it replaced yes. and and still was nowhere near accurate. Yes. That's, the, that's what happens when you block innovation. When you block innovation, but listen, I'm a... I'm an American. I'm a capitalist. I think people should get paid for what they do. I, I'm with it completely. But when somebody's making a dollar and they have to spend 50 cents to make it, they're going to be less happy than if they're making a dollar and have to spend 25 cents to make it, and et cetera, and et cetera. So if you, if you have diabetes or you use insulin, I don't care if you know what loop is. I don't care if you understand any of these words. This affects you or it will one day. One day, meaning 10 years from now, when an insulin pump company hasn't put any honest effort into making the algorithm you're using better or the CGM you're using better or whatever it is you're using, like you need them to want to work for you. And I think, Joanne, generally speaking, I know a lot of these people and they're wonderful people. And I and I do think they want that for people. But I just think it's um, I think it's just it's a human thing. Like, why would I spend 50 cents to make a dollar if I could spend 25 cents to make a dollar? Absolutely. And that's it. And and, 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 and that, that pie slice of most diabetics, or at least 40% of them, just don't want to deal with it. Just make it work. Just g- give me less. I don't want to have to bolus for foods. They exist. They're in the world. Protect them. I think that's great. Yeah. They will do better with the devices out there. And that is really everybody. Like it's statistically speaking, that's everyone. Like mm-hmm. you really are. It's a weird situation right now because you, you're you looking at millions of people and saying, 
I'm going to really focus on these 10,000 over here. Like, like we're, we're statistically insignificant. I am so constantly filled with gratitude of these early innovators. They are regular people who just wanted their kids safer or wanted to be safer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they have worked hard, not getting paid. They work, they have a regular job and then they do this in the evenings or weekends. And it's been an extraordinary effort. Let's not stop it. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. And so if this goes through the way it's written up now and it's attached to it, then you're saying that when we get beyond Dexcom G6, for example, like in my daughter's setup, like that loop will just disappear for her in, until someone comes along and puts the effort into hacking it, which I know is it sounds like a dirty word. But but <laughs> it, but what, what people are really I mean, listen. I have hard drives on my desk that are connected to things they're not supposed to be connected to. I figured out how to do it. I technically hacked my hard drive to make it work. So if they put this blockade up, those people are going to double down. They're going to figure it out, and that's going to be it. I'd like to make it known so people can send in their letters. Thank you. I very much appreciate that. But I included in in your post on your um, on your Facebook group, uh, they can go look at other comments that have been made to see what people are saying, mm-hmm. what why they're saying this is important. It's yeah. they're very interesting posts. Right. No, I and I wanted to record with you because I wanted to say why it's important to me. You, you know, it is. Yeah, and it's it's important for clarity. It's important to me because it it keeps my daughter's A one C in a in a safe range. In a, in, a, in, a, in a quote-unquote normal range, it makes her life easier. It takes away her psychological burdens. It takes away her physical burdens. It makes her life manageable. And not that the other ones won't, but they won't do it at the same level. And that's by design. Nobody can argue with that. Everybody's gotten mm-hmm. together and decided that the target's going to be around 110 and that, you know, they're not going to be incredibly aggressive when, when blood sugars try to go up. So you're going to see, you know, spikes. Are they better than people not understanding how to use insulin on their own? By a million percent. Like if if wow. you came to me right now and said, uh, I have diabetes, I don't understand it, what would you do? I'd say, go get an Omnipod 5 right now. 100% mm-hmm. do that. I would tell yeah. 99% of people who asked me to do that. I would tell them, get a, contr- get a tandem control IQ. Go get the Medtronic one. Go put these algorithms on yourself. They are amazing. This is not to denigrate any of these companies or any of these the products, not from my perspective. No, they're, they're feeling an amazing need, and, um, and they're easy. Mm-hmm. And that's what it should be for, for most of the people. That, but you just need those extra people saying, let's figure out what else we need. Yeah, let's there, figure out how to do it. That's I, all. Yeah, and to tag on to your point from earlier, there's, to, to make this thing is not – it's not easy. It's not like I go on the app store and touch, give me an algorithm, a do-it-yourself algorithm. It, it's, it, you have to, I mean, you have to become an Apple developer. You have to have a fairly expensive computer. You have to read tons of information to figure out how to do it. You have to agree and agree and agree over and over again that you know you're taking this risk on yourself. There's no ambigu- uh, ambiguity about it while you're going this. There's no way you could trip and fall and by mistake end up with a do-it-yourself algorithm on your insulin pump as an insulin pump. You just, it is not going to happen. You have to willfully make this happen for yourself. You are not mm-hmm. saving anybody by blocking them. They, they, these people are making this decision on their own. And even if they're, even if they're confused again, America and all, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you, you, you get to do what you want. So what do they do, Joanne? They go to a link 
they write a letter or there's a pre-printed letter if they want? How does that work? Um, I included a, a suggested letter um, in the post um, on Juicebox podcast, uh, or they just write how they feel. They did, just don't take away my access to my own blood glucose data. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that short. So they click on, they click the link, they go to, and there's a big box that says comments. Then it, it asks you whether you want to put your name down or be anonymous and I think there's one other question, an email address. And I think they're just trying to validate people are real as they go, because they're looking at every single comment that comes in. Sure. And then you say submit. Okay. It's, it's literally two minutes. You can write it up on, um, on your computer, just copy and paste it into comments and you'd be fine. Okay. So what I'll do is um, I'll go, I'll take the show notes of this episode and I'll put your link in there and your um, your boilerplate, and people people can take a look at that for um, yes. you know for for an example. And I'll I'll have it so you just click on a link and it opens up exactly what Joanne's talking about. And, Thank you and so much. No, Scott. no, no. It, it's my pleasure. And it um, it just I mean at some point, I mean just uh, common every once in a while, Joanne, common sense has got to prevail, doesn't it? Just every once I'm in hoping. a while, it, it just. <laughs> I mean, how seriously? How long has this been going on, Loop? How? How? What's your? I don't even know. Like, what's? It started in 2014. I jumped in in 2016. Uh, I started with Night Scout in 2014. Um, it's been going. Um, it took a, a leap to easier by 2018, uh, and a lot of the effort in these support groups. Loop and Learn is one. The Loop Group is another. Uh, we're working on documentation to make sure you actually understand what you're doing and how to do it. Yeah. Well, it's it's, safe. That's our, that's our main goal. Right. So for eight years, this has been chugging along and it's done all the things that it's done for people and it's done all the things it's done for the industry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I I just leave it alone. I mean, (laughs) I I guess that's my message. Just like, just leave it alone. Just, yeah, there's nothing to do here. You know, you know what they say? Every once in a while, the best thing to do is nothing. Here we are. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here we are. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, just great appreciation, Scott. Oh, of course. It's, it, it really was my pleasure. If you're still with me, I hope you'll act. I'm going to read to you right now what you're going to find in the show notes of the podcast player at juiceboxpodcast.com and on both of my Facebook pages. These are Joanne's words and the instructions that you'll need to make your voice heard with the FDA. Comment submissions are closed next Thursday, July 7th, so do not wait. Instructions. Tap on the link. The link will be there. Fill in the comment box with your message. Select option Device Industry C0012. Enter your email address where it asks for it, and it will ask you to tell about yourself. You can choose either an individual or anonymous. Then check the box that you have read and understood what you're doing. All you have to do after that is tap the green submit button. Joanne says it takes fewer than two minutes. If you're having trouble knowing what to write, there will also be a link where you can see comments that have already been submitted and approved. That's it. I'm not telling you what to do. If you do this, I think it's wonderful. If you don't, I understand. For me personally, I don't see much that's more important than access to our data especially when we're making these kinds of huge life-altering decisions with it moment by moment. Thank you so much for listening. 
I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. 